Bumf. <gasps> Drink! <laughs> Bumf. <gasps> Drink! Nick, you're a champion. Thank you very much. I thought you'd like that. I'm now, <laughs> I'm now officially an alcoholic again. <laughs> Good evening, everybody on the Suffolk Rand. Welcome to episode 55 of the Rand Nerds podcast. We're doing quite well recently. We've actually been quite on time for our podcasts. Well, not on time, <laughs> on time, on a day-to-day basis, but on a, on a bi-weekly basis, we're doing quite well at the moment. For us, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty, um, wait, is this, is this supposed to be broken? Oh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll sure just talk to ourselves for a little fine. bit. It's fine. You're right. We could just go to the watch page. Might be better. Watch page? Oh, okay then. View on the watch page. Fuck the control room. Um, what? Ooh. That's interesting. Uh. <laughs> uh. Um. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, so, so we've said that we've gone live and everything has said that we are live, but right now we are not live. Okay. Um, um, why ain't we live? I don't know. I, I ain't done nothing. I bet it was Jet. Yeah, it probably was. Fucking just Jet or Chalky have sabotaged us. Uh, can we watch the control room maybe? Best <laughs> <laughs> live stream ever! Ah, uh, so it's come back to stream status. Come on. You can do it. It says it's streaming. It says the stream is good. Alright, ready? Yeah. Right, let's, let's do this. There's a the button. Oh, there it hey! is. I have no idea what happened there. What was going on? All of a sudden we just disappeared. We did. Our <laughs> fans would be quite disappointed, I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, look at them. They're, they're, <laughs> they're waiting for us. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, if anyone's curious as to why we're late, and Here's we are late, Come on! It was your fault. Yeah, it was actually. It was. Um, it was. This ties to games we've been playing. Actually, yes. So I'll let you head this off. So, um, once upon a time, many many moons ago, I played the world's most popular PC game. For anyone that isn't entirely sure, Football what Manager. That is. Yeah, yeah. That, Call that of one. Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty Modern Welfare. That's probably one of the best games. Isn't it? Half Call of Duty Football Manager. That one, and and with the with the. Black Ops. Um, yeah, that one. Done by that game company. ER or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> HR. <laughs> That's it, fucking <laughs> world's <laughs> worst games company ever. Anyways, it was um, uh, Deus Ex, uh, well, I game, game of the Year edition. And, uh, a I'm very not, original Deus Ex, we should. I played it millions of years ago, literally millions of years ago, back when, when PC gaming and I were still young together. Displayed on stones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, practically was, mate. Jesus. Um, and I just, I could not get into it. There was just something about the game that I just couldn't get into, and I thought, you know what? Uh, my tastes have changed a bit over the years. Let's, uh, let's have another crack at it. Now, in Deus Ex's Defense, right, it's nothing like how I remember it. <laughs> But my memory is absolutely atrocious, so uh, I had a little go at it, still haven't been able to get into it. It's one of the first games I've played in millions of years that has literally given me cramp just getting through the tutorial, so I'm obviously getting old. Yeah. Um, 
In my defence, I was using the worst keyboard on the planet to play the game. That, to be fair, I was getting cramped on the keyboard <laughs> as well after just 20 minutes of playing it. So I wanted to see, the reason we're late is, I wanted to see uh, how Nick played the game compared to me. Now, most people would expect me to go all guns are blazing, but it was quite surprising to see that me and Nick took pretty much the same route, with the exception of one massive change towards well, the end diesel, of the first yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, we played very much in the same kind of style. Mm. I don't think anyone would have seen that coming. But would you like to take on now what Deus Ex actually is for anyone that doesn't know? Right, okay. For the two or three people out there who don't know what Deus Ex is. It's a Commodore 64 game. It feels like it sometimes. <laughs> um, you play a chap called J.C. Denton. And you are, it's set in the future, I think around about 2052, 2053. Give New York's been blown up. No, New York has been blown up. The sexuality gets blown up. But that is America right there. Interesting thing. Deus Ex has no, there's no world trade center. In the, in the original game, there's no world trade center displayed in the skyline. The game was set two years before they got blown up. Conspiracy. Uh, well, the actual reason is the engine couldn't render them. <laughs> <laughs> but inadvertently they have the business <laughs> so that's an actual thing yeah then when it came on the Playstation they didn't need to be there because Playstation came out in 2002 oh, so, well we don't need to take them out <laughs> we don't need to take them out we should have probably put them in there yeah, yeah so um, and basically it's a RPG slash first person shooter which slash you cannot stuff. play like Quake unless no. you <laughs> no unless you know how the AI works and how to abuse it so you can play like oh, um, the AI is so thick uh, yeah it is a game that hasn't aged brilliantly um, and it's a game that I imagine someone if you took someone who'd only played newish games put them into it I think they would struggle like mad because mm. the AI is so stupid the systems are very clunky Oh, I've always said about before is that each individual system of the game is really shit. Mm. But somehow it's all combined together, it works quite well. It's very atmospheric. It seems it seems so loose and all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Whilst that was kind of a, a hollowing feeling for me to start with, I mean I, I guess once you tie it all together it's actually kind of a neat thing because well, games don't do that these days. Would you eat an alt war egg? No. Would you eat flour? No. Would you eat, you know, cocoa powder? Probably, Dude, but... Depends how hungry I but, <laughs> but, you know, would you drink water? If you can avoid it. But you mix them all together, you get chocolate cake! What more would you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's Deus Ex. Deus Ex is the PC game and equivalent of chocolate, chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I've played... But why is she diabetic? Is that where you have to play She's the scene? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've played Deus Ex, the first one... Movie. I played Deus Ex the first one about nine times, nine, ten times, something like that. That's way more than um, The last I played was when I did a Let's Play of it. Um, Which I completely forgot you'd done. Yeah. I really just she said to me, I want to see how you play the game. I said, well, you could just watch my Let's Play I did like two years ago. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew you did the new yeah. one. Um, you haven't so, done the newest new one, though. No, I haven't finished that myself yet. I like to play through these once, and then I'll do it again. <sighs> blind playthroughs, man. Come on. Yeah, no, right. I did some games with but Deus Jesus Ex... Christ, if I do a blind play... Blind, if I did a blind playthrough of Deus Ex, the original... <laughs> that never finished. Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, seven hours later, he's still not got off the dock. <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, the shooting in it is... So when you first start, you can't shoot for shit. Your, mm. your accuracy is really, really crap. Um... You basically get given really few bits, a few rounds of ammunition, a 
you can at the start you get given a choice of what weapons to have. You can either have a rocket launcher, a tra- a sniper rifle, or a tranquilizer dart bow crossbow thing. Yeah. Um, you were a bit surprised by the fact this is a game print something that most games with tranquilizer darts don't implement, and that is. In real life, tranquilizers don't take effect instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Well, no, in what most games, was... most games, it's intense when you shoot somebody in non-DSX. Well, the thing that got me about it was, I was like, is there actually a specific, because obviously I haven't got any manuals or anything with it, is there anywhere specific that I should be shooting them? Because I was like, if I shoot them in the head with something that looks that fucking sharp, they're going to die. They're not going to get knocked out. They're going to die. So it's like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do that. But then, even when I think I'm nailing them square in the face, I probably shot them in the foot. Probably, if you shoot too quick, you have to. You have to. Um... Like waiting for that reticle to like just to shrink down. I'm like, he's going to spot me. His mates going around the corner. Oh, for fuck's sake, you've had it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they have to wait for him to run down. Um, just watching him run past his mate, and he just falls on the floor. And like, well, I'm about to get kicked. Oh, he's he's not. He's not paying attention to his mate that's dead on the floor. <laughs> they don't do that, actually. I don't actually know. I don't think they do. I don't think they care about our from memory. I don't think they care about... Oh, no, I think they do say, oh, I found a body. I think they do actually react to bodies. Look, well, yes, your mate. <laughs> well, the thing is, because I've played sometimes, I know my way around the, the... I know virtually my way around the first level of TI, and I've actually never, like the back of my hand way around. I was going to say, you, you pretty much dodge around that. Look, there's that one guy behind that gate that almost always catches me out, and you were just like, yep, just go fucking walk by it. Oh, look, he's all the way over there. I was like... How the fuck did he do that? Just I know the layout, I know the routine. <laughs> I was like, he's barely even... He hadn't even ducked, he's just fucking blocked. Most of the issues I had... Well, I actually played it twice, because <laughs> the other thing is, if you always forget when you play Deus Ex, is... The buttons are fucking retarded. And also, I have muscle memory issues, so I played it without bothering to change the key settings, and every time I tried to... I tried to jump, and I just kept hitting, like... Drop weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is not what I want to well, do. I better jump up here, throw this fucking yeah. gun so, things. Second type, and, and there's no auto saves in Dare Six. None at all. There's no auto saves in it at all. Um, you have got to save. If you don't save, if you if you play for three hours and, for, and not bothered saving, you die. Oops, Unlucky. that's three hours of play gone. <laughs> yeah, I um, like that one. <laughs> yeah. So I was playing, and I was I completely forgot about auto about saving the game. Um, so the first time I went through it, I had issue with muscle memory that I got, and I got myself killed because I was trying to hit the one. I kept hitting the wrong controls. That was hilarious. I did manage to take one guy. I nearly took another guy out. To be <laughs> he fair, he went to zap him in the bollocks, and then his mate came round and started shooting you. I was having the bollocks, and he turned around and saw me. Then I had to get my pistol and shoot him. <laughs> well, I hope he fucking saw you up. You zapped him in the nads. I saw my pistol and started shooting, and then his mate saw me. And I tried to get the cross, but the crowbar out so I could whack him in the head. <laughs> What was going wrong was I was trying to reload the pistol. I couldn't remember which... Uh, and the reload button isn't reload. It's <laughs> face to, roll in it. Yeah. You know what? I, 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 what is the reload key? I never looked that up. I can't remember. I always read default to R. Oh, fair do, fair do. I just I like zap them all. Um, so, second time I played it, I remapped the keys the second time I played it. And I think... I think what would be interesting is the fact that there's um There's a wild... Hang on. Oh, right. Is that what he's referring to? One can only hope. There you go. Cool. Um, I think the second time I played it, um, this time I had the keys and I knew what I was doing. And with, well, didn't know with, with the exception of one moment, which did go and go quite according to plan. Then guards were having so much fun. They were. I um, <laughs> basically showed you how to. Oh, it's a tablet. <laughs> 
I just showed you. Sorry, audio listeners. I showed. I showed. <laughs> sorry, audio. What was I like the game so much is that you can. It, it's so open and so freeform, and you can put anywhere in. It's possible, as I showed you, to virtually bypass half the first level. That was pretty. And it's scary. not a bug. It's you can just do it. And the game, if you're clever, figure out a way. And there's a back way you can get into such a liberty, which involves a bit of jumping, crate throwing, and try not falling off. Which I'm pretty sure. <laughs> see, there was guards patrolling. I was jumping up there. I'm pretty sure the guards were were saw me, but they just would just find it too funny to bother telling anybody. They literally all called over their mates and were like, "Fucking check that guy! Look, what's at- the guy? In the, look at the guy in the coat jumping up there! Oh look, look! Hey, oh, he's fucking! He fell off the back again. Don't open back up anyone else. <laughs> look at that! That's fucking great. Yeah. I made sure I got up there and I showed you through. So I actually think <laughs> I got to the first mission in about ten minutes. Yeah, which completely blew my mind. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't go that way. Mm. <laughs> So it's 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 a brilliant free fall game. However, I do understand that it is quite clunky. Now, normally, I've always said that if a game doesn't grab you in a couple of hours, if not in the first hour, then it's probably not going to be a very good game, and you're probably not going to enjoy it. Having said that, Deus Ex is one of those exceptions to the rule. Now, I think if you've never played it before, you really need to give it a good two to three hours of play time before it will click. Mm-hmm. And then, when it, cause when I first played, I didn't like it. Mm. And I actually, I actually returned my copy back to the shop, which I didn't tell you. I actually oh, returned it. Yeah, I didn't like it. And I actually returned it to the shop. Then about a couple of years later, I bought. I thought, I'm going to give that a go. It was, it was like, got the same it's like copy. Two back. three quid. I bought it. It wasn't the exact same copy. It might have been actually. I bought. I bought back from the same place. I sort of returned it to. <laughs> and um, I played it, and I just sat there for. I'm going to do it, and I. I come exa- I remember the exact moment it clicked for me, which is when I discovered the back entrance I was telling you about. When I discovered mm. I could go, I've been trying to go through Liberty. There's like a, there's like a downstairs part you can go through. I've been trying to do that, and I discovered I go there's a back way in. And as soon as I discovered, it's like that's neat, you know. And all the games I played before, I mean, the previous games I played before that was games like Quake, where it's like a linear shooter, yeah, or Rainbow Six, where you might have other ways in, but you know it's all pretty there's well a, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's only a few routes. Yeah, it's this one's like pick and play. It's like bloody hell! This it's awesome. I just completely figured my way around it, and you feel awesome when mm. you do it. It's like oh, I've worked this out. You know, it's built as a game. You think I'm bloody clever. I'm a proper secret agent. I snuck him through the back entrance and just got to this guy and took him out. And that's when it clicked for me as this is awesome. Mm. Um, it really starts getting going in the first sort of when you get sort of new when you get to New York, which is like this, you go to your headquarters straight after. Liberty Island, and then you go to New York after that, and that's when it sort of starts to get going because that's there's a you spend quite a bit of time in New York and the area before you move on. Um, so it's one of the games where you really do have got to stick with it. Yeah, but it's interesting because you mentioned you played it a long time ago and you played it recently. So you've almost you almost has been like you've approached it fresh. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear your thoughts because um, you mentioned you felt it was a bit thin at it, first. It, <coughs> it did seem uh, quite thin because, as you say, it is very open. You can go pretty much... There's so many different ways you can get through a level, but whilst there are lots of little secrets and things there, you got to remember, I am very used to, like, heavy-duty shooters, yeah. Quake, Unreal Tournament, stuff like that. I'm expecting things to come at me yeah. all the time. Whereas there's, like, a Games handful of Games a lot of exploration. Yeah, well, yes and no, but in, in First this game, I found myself, like, oh, I've, I've snuck past, like, most of the guards. Huh. That's interesting. I literally just had to stay to the left and hug the wall, and I was pretty much there. Um, that was a bit weird. But then again, as you say, 
it's so open. Yeah. I'm so used to games saying to me, no, you can't go that way. It like, takes while to get used to it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bit of a... You have to almost mentally reset yourself. Mm. Because I even know... Like, there's so many old games that I've played where it's literally... There's a path there, yeah. but I can't go that yeah, way. Yeah. But Deus Ex doesn't seem to do that. No. But because it's so spread out, and there are oh, so many are different things that I can do, the levels are it's almost huge. like I'm so spoilt by choice that it doesn't actually seem like there's... There is a lot there, but it almost seems like there isn't. You have to kind of dig for it. Yeah. Well, when they <coughs> rebuilt Liberty City Island, when they rebuilt that for the later Invisible War... Um, for the peer, for the console it was based from it was basically a console game focused on consoles mm. they they just chopped the area up so whereas in Deus Ex you have one level you had um, one two three four five different levels connected with loading screens mm-hmm. in the later versions because it was just so open and it was just a memory issue they couldn't the console couldn't handle the memory that was the issue they had Yeah, but when you play it again like that it pre-ruins the whole magic of it because mm-hmm. the magic of it is the fact that you could just go anywhere. That's the real magic of it is you just this massive... There's nothing quite like you get so you get plopped outside a, a building which makes logical sense. The buildings all make sense the way they're set up and designed. And it's like, right, figure your way around into it. Figure yourself, figure how you're going to get into that building. Just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And you'll spend, you'll spend time doing recon I mean, how many cases do you read Con on trying to work out well, should I approach from this angle if I go in here or if I can get up here and have a look and well, what's that is that door over that I can see oh there's an air vent and I wonder if that gets in and you find that you'll find this little air vent in the back of room somewhere in some storage locker that takes you all the way back back entrance in it's like I'm awesome at this I am such a secret agent it's a game that rewards a bit of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, the advantage I've got is I've played so many times and I'm my way round everywhere, pretty sure. much. So, would you say? Well, we've already kind of had the discussion, but would you say to people who haven't played it before that it's it's kind of one of those games where you're going to play it a few times, you're going to feel like a right nub, yeah. you're going to suck at it, but once you kind of get into the groove, you start to learn uh, how the guards are, where the guards are. It's kind of more work. fun. Yeah. You have to, once you get used to how the in game systems work together, how the hacking all links together, how the guard AI works. Very badly. Very badly. <laughs> but once you sort of learn how it works and you can start. I suppose it's like. You know, when you try and repair something mm. and you stare at it and it's like, I have no idea how this works and it's frustrating trying to figure out what's wrong with it and so forth. But when you know how something works and you look at it and you watch it work and you think, I can modify this. I know how that works. So yeah. that's when it becomes fun. Mm-hmm. You sort of, you've worked how the mechanism works and how you can abuse it and trick it. And so well, that's the same thing. Once you know the mechanisms work, you can think of ways around how to abuse said mechanisms and correct it. Just to throw out there for anyone that hasn't played it, guards are completely retarded. They know... Oh, yeah. Exactly what's in front of them, unless there's a very interesting box in front of them I've seen yes, today. Yes, yes. Um, there's a guy in the long jacket with a crowbar in his hand, or there's a box. 
Oh, look at that box. Mm. That box amazing. I couldn't believe it. Actually, I, I was not expecting that to happen to be honest. I, I, when I, I couldn't when, believe it. I when thought I, did I it, managed to when do I, it. When I did it, I thought I sort of played off. I was like, yeah, that's what I knew he wouldn't spot me. <laughs> After fact, I was surprised anybody didn't spot me. I was thinking, oh, he's going to say, oh, he's turning round. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no, he's looking at the box. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah, the mate. box is far more interesting than, than the geezer me. with the trench. Yeah. It's like, I thought, I, I thought the guards were thick when, like, so let's say Nick's a guard, right? Ram, you're a guard. Yes. And all the geezer in a trench cut. Not too far from the truth, is it, right? You know, if I'm like, I'm stood by this box, yeah, he wouldn't even notice me, right? Or if he's looking to the side, I could literally be stood right next to him. He that's won't an, notice me until I find him. That's an interesting insect on that box corner. That's, that's it. really interesting. Oh, and he's fucking down. He wouldn't even notice it. I could be <laughs> just stood there going. Oh, I just, uh, to be fair, the guards get better as you get in. They, they, <laughs> they, they, the guards get contact lenses as you go further. If you notice, they all walk around with Joy the Forge head visors on. Have you noticed that? That's what he says. So I'm not surprised I can't see anything. <laughs> Bless. Bless yeah, I think we established in the previous podcast that Joy the Forge spent his entire game on a VR headset. <laughs> 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 But yeah, yes, that game. I, I, it's a game I love, and I've kicked off. I've frequently shouted its praises of. I would say give it a go and let it develop and progress. And would you say that if people can't get into the first one, maybe they should still try the later ones? Yeah. yeah. The thing is, I think if you're someone, and of course, I'm sure all hardcore gamers here have been gaming for many years. But if you're someone who's been brought up on modernish consoles let's say sort of Call X. of Duty Modern Welfare yeah yeah you're going to struggle to get into Deus Ex game mm. here it is very clunky um it's I think you you may I think if you put a lot of it you would get into it eventually but it is a very unless you've never played those old style games I think you'd struggle to get into it mm, stuff like that but Human Revolution is also with a more modern I mean Human Revolution carries a lot of stuff over from there it's, it's actually surprising actually how close it is but it's got a modern Take on it, and the modern modern design principles have been applied to it, and sort of the current trends have been applied to it. So it makes more sense to me. I think if your background's always been modern things, you'd struggle with Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. But if you're old school like us, I'm sure you've already played it. If you are, if mm-hmm. but if not, if you haven't, it's worth giving a go. But you've got to take you've got to sort of take your rose tinted, tinted goggles off and remember that actually all games were like this mm-hmm. back in the day. All games were this bad. Once upon a time, that's a, that's a, that's a reason why most games were like sort of run and gun shooters, like Quake and others, because the AI programming didn't exist. Well, computer power to do the AI justice didn't really exist, mm-hmm. so the AI was stupid. Yeah, so it's the only way it could really work. Yeah. Worth a try. Worth a try. Definitely say worth a try. Yeah. It's cheap enough anyway. Oh, it's like, like it's like pennies now. Whenever it goes on Steam sale, it goes down to like sort of fifty p. It's on Steam. You can get it on GOG. You can get it anywhere. Get it everywhere. Get you can probably go get it from the off license if you wanted it. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. They are, all the off licenses have them as well. It's amazing. Yeah. PC hey, games, big box. Any other games from you this month? This month. Um, so I can't remember what the actual server is called, but did you? I think we might mention it about in, in the podcast. Was it Nastarius? Uh, World of Warcraft vanilla uh, private server was made. To, it was scripted in such a way that it was really close to uh, vanilla WoW. Mm. Um, 
I've been working on getting that up and running. Get there, getting the clients. It got shut down by Blizzard. They kind Strangely of bomb- enough. They bombarded them from every direction. Like, no, like they won't give us a vanilla WoW experience again. A lot of people loved vanilla WoW. Uh, they say it was one of the best versions of WoW, that and Burning Crusades, and you've just progressively shat all over the game since. Give us that back or give us a way to play on it because people still want to play it. Blizzard won't do that. The community did it. Blizzard shut it down. No, no, you don't want to play Vanilla WoW. You want to play our new expansion. Mm. Probably you because they just realised that people, if people were playing the Vanilla WoW, they wouldn't be paying their subscription to Blizzard for the newer versions. Pretty much. So, um, the, the guys who got shut down by Blizzard, because they were bombarded from all different angles, did try and open up with Blizzard and say, look, because Blizzard have said they won't give us Vanilla WoW back or even a version of Vanilla WoW because they don't have it anymore. So, the guys of Nostarius... Yeah, pretty much. I'm sorry. Bullshit. Of course, you, you're not telling got, me... Like, it's you, not you're that you're hard telling to keep. me you've got a copy of that server somewhere. I'd hope of so. Of course They did auction it. off a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the old servers. Yeah, but some of the software. You've got to have someone, that code somewhere. Someone's going to have that code somewhere. That's utter bullshit. And if you, if, if it's not true, then guys, really, you need to reconsider your practices. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair, though. Blizzard of now is nowhere near Blizzard of back in the day, yeah. where once upon a time you could kind of respect Blizzard now. Blizzard is quite like Valve in many ways. They're sort of like the game is... But now like Blizzard is more like EA. Um, <laughs> but when they become... When they got to of Activision as well, start going down the hill. But still, uh, you know, the, the guys from the Star basically said, look, if, if you can't provide it, we will work with you to, we'll, we'll work with you to provide a kind of official flavour, if you want, like, we've already done the work. People can still subscribe to, well, but go, choose to go for the vanilla server. Yeah, that's it, like, we will give you our stuff, just, you know, because we're, we're not making any money from it, they were, you know, they, they were just getting donations for, I think, even just server costs. No profit involved, no in-game, you know, microtransactions or anything like that. Like what you have on a lot of private servers, if you want this item, you can pay for it, kind of thing. None of that. But either way, they got shut down Which and eventually... they thought they were going to get around the sort of legal aspects, so they weren't actually making any monetary gain off it. And in the end, they, they got shut down. Blizzard didn't seem all that interested in uh, continuing a dialogue with them. They said, well, fuck it. Here's the source code. Well, it looks like a different, uh, different group of people have merged their already running server with the Nostarius code, I guess to make a an almost perfect uh, vanilla server into a uh, now uh, perfect vanilla server. I can't remember what the server's name is. We'll have to put it in the uh, in the description or something. Um, yeah. But basically, look up Nostarius on Reddit or whatever. Find the server. Um, I've signed up. You can download the original client. Uh, they've got a couple copies of it. Mac and Windows versions are available on their site. Um... Sign up and play some vanilla WoW. How does it play sort of... Because um, I remember we actually... <laughs> it's a lot better than what we had back yeah, in the day. We had, we're, we had a familiar server at one point we were playing on. I think you're okay as long as no more than five people were on it. Well, let's put it this way. When the, when the server came up day one... You could tell from the you could tell from the frame rate how many people were on the server. Yeah, that was pretty much... Because you got to think I was, one, I was running on like, what, 512 up back in the day. Yeah. And we were trying to, <laughs> trying to get like eight or nine of us on this server at any one time. But either way, this server... Um, we had kind of a little joke. I don't. You played in Vanilla WoW, didn't you? Yes. Once upon a time. Um, once upon a time, you used to have to queue up before you could get into the server because the capacity was kind of eh, weren't great. So the new server comes back up. This new private server comes back up, and they're like, 
It's just like vanilla. Wow. And they show you the, the load and screen portal. And it says, like, you are now, like, number whatever in the queue waiting to log on. People were still stuck there. Just like vanilla. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> Which to me is a bit crazy, really, because you think by now they would have the, the hardware advanced. Because WoW came out, what, 10, 12 years ago? Something like that, yeah. I mean, it's, we're it's in a good, college. It's a good 10 years old, WoW. Yeah. Um, Christ, WoW's 10 years old. Bloody hell. Um, sorry, it just suddenly occurred to me, bloody hell. I remember that being launched. Yeah, yeah. God, I feel old now. Um, I remember when Burning Crusades came out. I remember handing out... <laughs> I remember walking around with copies of the discs yes. and, and yeah. giving everyone I copies remember, of the game. When we were seeing us in, in our... Well, of course, we never install games illegally, obviously. Of course not. But I remember when we were, store, when we were installing the WoW clients on all our computers in the, um, the, 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 the computer lab, <laughs> we all had our laptops, like, install on this one. I think one more... I don't think we did any work that morning. I think we were just installing WoW on various servers. <laughs> Luckily, we had Electra, he just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. He let us do that sort of thing. It's oh, like, have times. you done your coursework? Yep, yeah, good. And we had, we had all done our coursework. It's like, all right then, have fun. <laughs> he probably would have played it with us if we get the cover. Yeah, it was an awesome. Do you remember our, um, our electronics lecturer? And, oh, yeah, uh, he, he was ended up awesome. Getting into as well. Neverwinter Nights. Yeah, it yeah, was awesome him. as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, we did ask him some weird questions. I remember, who was it who asked him what type of he preferred anal or <laughs> Sex while well, asking that once. Who the fuck said that? I, I can't like, remember. It was the it was that chat. I can't remember his name. Anyway, someone asked. You can't remember, remember his name. It was that chap. <laughs> this guy was in like his late sixties, and someone asked him. And someone asked him, "Do you prefer? Do you prefer actual?" I would have been Carl, would it? No, nah, yeah, it might have been him actually. <laughs> <laughs> and he had an answer. I can't remember what he said. But he had an answer. He's like, "Oh, but he was awesome. Right? He, was, he was an awesome." <laughs> We actually found all, most, well, apart from one, all the lectures we had were quite awesome, actually, we had in yep. our course, they're all good. Anyway, we've diverted on to <laughs> various computer science lectures, electronic lectures, he's probably, you, who are probably retired now. <laughs> you can, if you, if you open the area and want to do a, a, a foundation course in computer science, go to those stuff, Collins, <laughs> and you'll meet our lecturers. And you too can experience the joys of what they were like. And playing WoW. <laughs> playing WoW, playing with a knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I'd like yeah. to actually agree with uh, Chalky. He said uh, he wishes there was a private server for City of Heroes. Yes. That was I a never played City of Heroes, but I know there was a lot of people who were very disappointed when it got shut down. It was pretty I funny. was surprised, actually. When I, well, I only found it got shut down, actually, about a year or so ago, and I, found, I didn't realise really? it was shut down. I, always, I assumed it was still going. No, that, that one got killed off pretty, pretty sharpish, which was a shame, because it was a pretty fun game. Mm. I think it was... Probably better than most of the other superhero-based MMOs. Of course, they they bought another. Did they not bring out another superhero MMO when they worked with um, Marvel? Was it? They did they not do another one? Not sure. Chalky will probably tell us. They, I'm sure they had Sea of Heroes and they had Sea of Villains, Mm -hmm. which was an expansion. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they bought out another game based on superheroes which was actually remember, and that I wonder if that was I, I, I then assumed I don't know if that's when the I know that there was down. DC online and stuff like that and I think at that point you know, when, thing, yeah. when the big branded well known heroes came out I think that's when I'm pretty sure they worked it. with the company developed City of Heroes I'm pretty sure it was the company worked with them and developed them together potential flashback they, potential flashback if not, unless Chalky tells us now but did they not? Um, I was pretty sure that the same guys who did Star Trek Online. God, I I'm pretty that sure. One. I'm pretty Why sure. People tell me that one was quite good, though. 
well, I've got a couple of friends who played it. I've got one friend who paid the um, live, 100 quid lifetime subscription to it. <laughs> and he got a Star Trek uniform. He got a, he got a Star Trek uniform. I did, I did say, Champions Online, thank you very much. I knew it was, I was fair enough. One Champions Online. Um, but yeah, he said to me, I think he, I think he got a actual Star Trek uniform. I said, I'm assuming as they know your computer game will be an XXL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just cruel. Man. No, it wouldn't fit him because he's <laughs> tiny. He's like sort of like the size of a mouse. <laughs> it wouldn't fit him. You know, I could sort of keep him in my top pocket if I wanted to. He's so oh, small. Bless. So. Oh, bless. So, wow. Yeah, good time. But yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes where you too can give... Put, put your middle fingers up to Blizzard and play Vanilla Wow. I fucking hate Blizzard. Bastards. <laughs> uh, I think the Blizzard people are right. It's the Activision people are a bit of a problem. I don't know. Blizzard just seems to have a stick up their ass recently. Like, they know what we want, but they clearly don't because their subscriber base is just falling clean off the planet. Yeah. I think they've sort of made a few misjudgments over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Well... We're the biggest. We're the creators of the biggest MMO ever. So clearly, we know what we're doing wrong. Garrisons were a bad fucking idea, Blizzard. Mm. Bad idea, man. I think the trouble was they got so. I think they got so successful their MMO. It's going to take a. I don't think there's really much, the market's not more competitive than once. Just as I think there's, ever, there's not been an MMO come out recently. Um, yeah. Star Trek Online, DC Universe, and Marvel are currently run by the same company. Okay, so I was, I was half right. Sure. Um, I think the trouble is, there's not an MMO that's come out really that's... At least, I mean, I'm, I will say I'm not the greatest authority on MMOs, mm. but I know what I've read and seen and so forth. I don't think there's really one come out recently that's properly revitalised the genre. Um, a lot of people would have said Wildstar was a, a very, very good WoW replacement. And Guild Wars 2, I suppose, is meant to be Guild Wars 2 was, it was quite fun. Ridiculously overhyped. Terror, very fun uh, action MMO. Um, shamefully didn't pick up as much uh, as ground as it should have done. Final Fantasy fourteen was a, uh, a brilliant MMO when it came out. Didn't do very well, though, because, mm. you know, people wanted a different kind of MMO. They rebranded it at Realm Reborn. Still a brilliant MMO. Uh, probably one of the best console available on console MMOs yeah. ever. Best UI I've ever seen in an MMO. I'll throw that out there. Square have fucking outdone themselves on that one. And one of the few that I think is actually worth a sub-fee. Um, strangely enough, Ragnarok Online is still going. Really? Yes. International Ragnarok Online wow. is still going. Ragnarok 2 still about there, so the thing is there are so now many telling me Ultima's still going <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> there are so many MMOs out there now as well and there are so many on, on, on free to play I'll tell you one that actually did make me sad just to wrap up MMO talk uh, Raiders that was a really really promising um, action MMO that was released a good few years ago probably back in 2012 um, they actually shut it down maybe a year or so ago the trouble was, during the beta phases, it was amazing. Brilliant game. Looked gorgeous. Played really well. But then they fucked up the launch. Really badly. That's a common theme, though, amongst MMOs. They, they frequently fuck up the launches. And I've never quite got it. I mean, even Blizzard fucked up the launch in WoW. And 
I can sort of, if you've got a game that's online only, well, which is these days, mm. you can have a hundred million people download it. Yeah. But when, back in the day, it was, you buy the discs in the shop, you know how many copies of discs you've made. Mm-hmm. So you need to think to yourself, well, let's assume half of those are going to come online the first day. Probably not going to be half, but let's assume half of them will. Yeah. We need to make sure we've got enough bandwidth to handle this. Yeah. And clearly they don't. Uh, I, I certainly assume, I don't seen before those ones. The ones who don't, where it's downloaded, I, I've more seen before because you have no idea how well it's going to do. You don't know how you've downloaded the client. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think what you need to do in that situation, what I'd be tempted to do, is have like a, a phase set up. So, okay, we're going to let 100,000 people, we're going to let a million people download it today. Yeah. And they're the people going to, that. so we know we've got their people at the time. Then we'll have a million people download it tomorrow. And, and then after a while, you can say, stagger it. Or putting yeah. a queue system like they had in Raiders, and I think Guild Wars Two had a queue. I think that'd be more. See, I feel like I'd hate it. That would that would really frustrate me. If I for, if I paid for an MMO mm. and I had to queue for a server, I was thinking. But then to be told that you you can only download it so many times. You know, but if it's free, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so there are ways and means around this. I just think I I think MMOs to me have all just seem to be following the exact same formula that's been going on for years and years. And no one's really properly... There have been some uh, really right, nice right, changes, yeah. but there have been some really nice advances in MMOs. I mean, uh, Guild Wars, I Guild Wars I've not, 2... I've not played many MMOs, I mean, so. Guild Wars 2, to me, died from hype. There was nothing wrong with the game, I just hated the hype train behind it. It yeah. couldn't live up to that hype train. Never can. Um, you know, uh, Raiders was another one. It was gorgeous. It played very different from any of the kind of other big MMOs out there. But the company behind it got greedy and fucked up the lodge. Um, Fancy Star Online 2, brilliant MMO. It's an MMO dungeon crawler. But it still hasn't been released uh, in English-speaking countries yet. Yeah. So, you know, weirdly enough, we got an anime released over here. Hmm. For Fantasy Star Online 2. There's still no game. No need for a game. Yeah. But oh, MMOs, I miss them. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I just chopped this. I don't think there's ever been an MMO that has. I don't think it's appealed to me enough. I think I've just I got I played MMOs. I played played WoW. Uh-huh. Yeah. I played Anarchy Online. I think I played that one. That was a sort of sci-fi one. Because I tried to find a sci-fi one. I thought perhaps it'd be more my sort of feeling than fantasy. I thought I'll try that. And I didn't like that at all. Oh, Secret Wars are a really good one, by the way. And the original Guild Wars I played. Guild Wars, they ruined that one really fast. Well, I played played when it came out, actually. I was really hyped for Guild Wars. And yeah, I just got... I just burnt out very quickly. Mm -hmm. I really burnt out them really quickly. I just sort of, I think... I don't, I don't like the grindiness of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're now hated Final Fantasy Eleven. <laughs> well, it's, we're now we're now getting sort of what what things that Ram hates about MMOs. But well, hate, Final Fantasy Eleven was one of the first games I played where you could level down. Oh, I Ooh. played a Korean one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind the leveling down so much as long as you didn't have to spend next twenty hours grinding to get back up to the next level again. Yeah, as long as it was a fair leveling system. The one I remember was um, a, a game called Repels. It's a Korean MMO, and I I've got a few friends who played it, and they all love. They were saying, "Oh, you need to get Repels. You get Repels." Played it absolutely shit because 
it was a game that was basically about grinding. All you did was grind. And every mission was... And you know, the, the running joke is, I'll go kill 10 balls. But literally, every mission was go to kill 20, uh, X of Y. Mm-hmm. All the missions were like that. I found one mission that was different, which is deliver this letter. Mm-hmm. And that was, but it was in a sea of missions. And I actually said to a friend, I said, so um, when do the story missions start? Because I don't count one yet. I'm up to level 15. I've not found a story mission yet. He goes, there really aren't any. You just really just oh. keep grinding. It's like, Sorry, is this game just about killing things and just watching your level grow up? And he goes, well, yeah. I said, and it was selling, what it sold on was, had a level cap of something like 500. Uh-huh. Something absolutely stupid. It's a humongous level cap. Um, and that you could have pets. and But pets were a really big thing in it. Whereas, obviously, a lot of MOs have got pets, but pets were a really big thing in this one. They, they was like there, everybody had a pet. And you had to really heavily customise it. Um, but I played it for, I feel like I got to about level 20 and it's like I'm bored now mm-hmm. I've not done anything any different I, I don't find... see a pull this game it's and it, the trouble with it is, is there's no feedback to it there's no there's no rewards for it yeah so you could argue a shooter is no different to an MRO you, you, you tend to shoot lots of things and grind away through things um Let's take Borderlands as an example. Mm-hmm. That's a grinding game where you shoot lots of things, but there's something automatically rewarding about shooting things because you've aimed, you've pulled the trigger, you've controlled it, and when you get into firefight stuff, you're all sort of bouncing and so forth. But when all the games are about is like, okay, hit five, then six, then seven. Oh, he's now dead. Ninety five. So I need it three times to kill this enemy because. Yeah. Once you've got your rotation in, it kind of gets a bit... Well, the fact is, the fact that it's so easy to program bots to play it says to me, this game is obviously not that interesting. If a game was... If it was very dynamic and require a lot of force and control, you wouldn't be able to program a bot very easy to play it. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're so easy to do. Mm-hmm. So. See, I, I tend to find that with, with MMOs... If you can play them for more than a few hours and you don't feel you're in the groove, because most MMOs are fucking easy as hell these days. Like you can get to level fifteen or level twenty in a few hours. If you get to level twenty and you are still not having fun, or even level fifteen and you're mm. still not having fun, there's something wrong there. If there's yeah. nothing there that keeps you like that pulls you in and makes you want to yeah. play. Um, one of my worst ones, and I, I hate to bring it up. Um, Elder Scrolls Online. I hated that game with a passion. I think most people I know, with the exception of a few, one in particular, who, yeah, well, yeah. Chalky really likes it, but then Chalky's a, a big fan of the Elder Scrolls games. Um, whilst I like some of the earlier Elder Scrolls games, my style of play didn't really work in Elder Scrolls Online. It didn't feel right. Yeah. See, I like um, Elder Scrolls, so I've, I, ha- I'm, gonna, I will give Elder Scrolls Online a go. Mm-hmm. But not until it goes What kind of character do you play in Elder Scrolls? Stealthy. If that's... I, I get a feeling from your response that that's not a good choice. Really, the only fun classes I've seen in that game are the mages. Right. Um, getting up like getting up in someone's fucking face and dirty with a message, that just doesn't seem to work for me in that game. Sword and board for me just seemed really heavily broken. Um... It just seemed like a really shitty version of like Oblivion or Skyrim. 
It just didn't work as an MMO. Yeah. Those games do not translate to an MMO. Um, as, as the other thing that has to be thrown out there, if you're playing an MMO and all you're literally doing is running around the world grinding, um, there has to be a certain amount of story quests that you go on to keep you pulled in, and you have to get into a dungeon or some kind of raid early mm. on. If they don't give you any of that, you're never going to get a real taste for it. I think in my head, what I want from an MMO, in my little fancy brain of a head, mm. is something that will never exist. I want from an MMO the game that you are role-playing. You are proper... I mean, I know it's RP service, but the game is built all around the role-play aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, cut back a lot of the... You know, cut back a lot of the stats and so forth. Simplifies down, mm-hmm. so you get back to sort of the characterness of it all. And it's got to be a game that's quite tough, I think. So when you actually go out, you go on a mission, a quest, or what have you... It's got to be a tough thing to do. It's got, to, but it's not going to be sort of like tough by giving you thousands of enemies. It's sort of like have a fear but they're sort of you have to have to rethink and deal with them. I could throw out their um, secret world. You have it only has something like twenty levels in it. Like the level yeah. cap was really you low. Keep, you keep mentioning secret um, world to me. Builds were really, builds were really, really good in that. Like you just pick whatever you want. I want to basically they... go out of a day and. Do a few sort of missions or so forth, and go back to. Do you know what I want? Mm. Have you watched any Westworld now? Yeah, oh, we're, we're finished. Right, I want Westworld as an MMO. That's what I want. I want to go out there and have you know, I can just walk off, and it may it'll take me days of in-game, you know, it'll take me days to walk from one side of the texture to another. But it's a, I feel like I'm actually exploring, pushing the boundaries, exploring the world. That's what I want from an MMO. Secret world. Yeah, I might then have to give it a go. That's why. And I'll tell you, one, it's not an MMO, but mm. the one that I would probably give a go, if it was the fact that it's, I know, now it's, it's now full of hackers, uh. is um, DayZ. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I know it's not an MMO, but it's probably close to what I want, where it's just like you, off you go, try and survive, and it's very organic, you know, it's very organic the way people sort of pull together and form groups. And when you die, you're out of the game. Yeah, that's it. Permadeath. Yeah. that I mean, that sounds... I mean, I don't. Has it been ever ever had permadeath in it? There, there have been a few, but I can't name them off the top of my head. Yeah. That to me is what I want from the game. I want to go back to the bar in the evening because I've not gone too far afield and go. I'm planning my big, my big quest is going to take me, and it's got, it's got, to, uh, yeah, it's got to take me like okay. The next village is a twelve is in game. It's going to take you twelve hours of an actual day to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a big quest. You're going to have to stop on the way. Nice big slog. You want it's got to be, and it's got to be an experience and interest. I don't think it would sell very well. <laughs> I honestly don't think it would sell. That's what I want from an MMO. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what I want from an RPG. Um, that's why I like Stalker so much, because Stalker, although the levels weren't that big, it did feel like when you were out there, you were really, you were really sort of pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's why I never saw, although I liked the Fallout games, they never quite good enough for me, because they did feel like you weren't really surviving. Fallout just came, they felt very cheesy to me. Yeah. Well, they always meant to be a little bit cheesy, but they... um. So I have this really to... annoying knack of calling things very quickly and just, I don't know. The the first two Fallouts, all right. Fallout 3, mm. New Vegas. But no. New Vegas I really, really, really liked. That was the one that sort of gave me that. I only want to play a game of theme because when you say, when I say in my mind, well, I'm going to go to New Vegas. Mm. And that takes quite a time to go through from the free start of the game to get there. 
And when you do get there, bloody hell, it feels like you've achieved. You've achieved something. You've done something. I've, I've survived this. But I, I actually want... Yeah, what I want is a survival game, mm-hmm. MMO. So actually, yeah, I want basically... I should play DayZ. <laughs> That's really, that's really, that's the MRO for like me. like H1, H1Z1 and stuff like that as well? Is that what uh, I don't know H1Z1 or Z1. Whatever it is. Yeah, so, but... I'm glad to see you heard that you finished Westworld. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Did you see what I mean by the characters? Logan and William. Right, I'm going to throw <laughs> out there... Right, oh, fuck, I, I really wanted to spoil a bit for, um, for my wife. Um... One of the characters and another character. Actually, Teddy, I shall we to... now say spoiler warning for? You? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to spoil it. But there was a bit that I wanted to say. Oh look, there's a character Ted and um, you know, Bill. You, yeah, someone will figure that out. Like you will see that now. What now that I've said it, you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Um, we figured out a few of the. Uh, we figured a few of the twists quite early on. If you if you really look at characters and placement. Well, I watched it again because mm. we have sort of jumped to the sort of TV of it, but we'll jump back to games in a minute. Mm. I've played it um, again. Oh, I've got some descent to the ranks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played it. I, play, I watched it again when the family over Christmas. They wanted to watch it. Yeah. And it's interesting to watch it a second time. How many clues are there that basically tell you the storyline? Yeah. When you watch a sentai, it's like, oh, that's that's obvious now. Now it's there's so many, and that's actually, a, actually one thing I will say about JJ James does do quite well mm. when he thinks about a series. Uh, there's quite a few of these little clues that sort of build up along, and he does it very cleverly, very well. Um, and you, yes, the, the what you then later, later revelations are obvious. Right, with not the first two episodes, yeah, they're obvious there, and. I went on a forum afterwards. I don't usually go on forums on watching a series. I like to go on. I will go on them afterwards to see what people are thinking about it and what their thoughts on. And there are people, and there's a spoiler open forum, and there are people who are calling one of the big twists by episode two. Yeah. And it's like, really? And someone said, yep, yeah, no, I'm convinced by this. for this, And they give reasons why. And they thought of ironing considered. And they were right. Amazing how he got stuff, how picked stuff up was right. So... <laughs> Um, good series to be fair I thought so. it was pretty good although um, I will say that if I was ever faced with a character like Logan and it was possible for me to shoot him my wife said seeing as I couldn't shoot him I'd have probably slit his throat yeah so uh, what a fucking knob he made me think of you though <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shoot this NPC yeah I'm a knob but I'm not that much of a fucking knob yeah. not that bad I mean no. that dude was because I would have probably flipped my shit. There are some scenes in the show where the bar gets shot up just by random players. Like, oh yeah, fucking I'm on vacation. Bang. Pulls a trigger, shoots a quest giver. I would have probably kicked the shit out of that guy right yeah. there for breaking my shit. I was trying to chill out and have a drink and some fuckers just shot I up like, the One of the bits I like, which happens in the pilot, is um, Hector. <laughs> they, they've had to sort of rearrange the... Um, this is a spoiler for the pilot... They've had to rearrange um, some of the, the some that they've to pull some of the hosts out of the game to mm-hmm. reprogram, roll them back, and they rearrange like this um, f- this show this sort of saloon bar fight. These people come raid the saloon a few days early, mm-hmm. but to sort of hide the fact that they've had to pull people, he he gives this Hector this big speech at the end, and literally as Hector gets out there, he's about to start his speech, and his chap's there, he's like, think, yeah, this this random person who shoots him in the head 
And the expression on, that, on the writer's face is every game developer who's ever written an NPC's expression. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's like, there's an NPC and they just shot him. That was my masterwork and you've just fucking ruined it. We <laughs> hired an A-less Hollywood actor to record that dialogue and you've just shot him <laughs> in the first five minutes. <laughs> anyway, we're diverging to Westworld again. Yeah, seriously. So, but we, I didn't realise you finish it. We will discuss Westworld after we finish this podcast. Sorry, guys. Inky reckons <laughs> I would have murdered two-thirds of the player characters. Not just the NPC, oh. but the player characters. There weren't, the, there weren't that many player characters you saw in the whole program. She's just like, you would have gotten so angry with two-thirds of those people. I was like, yeah. yeah I would have probably broke off a table leg and stabbed the fucker with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, do it when there's no hosts about see that they can get a good Samaritan reflex kicking <laughs> in. Uh, Alright. Um, so, while we're still, so, anything else you want to bring up on MMOs? Uh, no, that's Okay. That's so, while we're on games we've been playing, I literally played this today. I literally, I bought on Steam sales, mm. and I played it today, and I'm playing a game called Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's in the vein of uh, Telltale style games so The Walking Dead Wolf Among Us um, so it's sort of an interactive Minecraft game <laughs> no we won't discuss Minecraft um, so it's an interactive sort of an interactive film or TV this feels more like a TV series mm. and I'm gonna well, I'm just, for me to discuss in the parts of the game I'm gonna have to give some spoilers for you. so what I'm gonna say is this is a spoiler warning but I'm, I'm gonna keep it within the first episode Okay, I'll try and be as gentle as I can. If you've not played it, the first of it I would say is actually free to download. It's a freebie. You can the other ones are paid for. The first of it's free, sure. so it's like a pilot. Um, you can try and get hooked onto it, and a bit like drugs, really. They hook you on by giving you a free episode, and they make you pay for the rest or part work. Oh, try some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you play this girl called Max, and you are have got a scholarship at a academy in America. For mm. photography, mm. and she's a photographer, and that's what she's really into. And you start. I you were going to say she's really into pottery, then photography. And you start the game, and it starts with this. She's having a nightmare, and she's visions of this big tornado destroying this town, basically. And she wakes up, she finds she's in this class, and you go through the class, and you know, one you start introducing some of the main characters. You tune your side like this bitch of a character called Victoria, who um. Because your teacher asks you a question, because you you can take like you take a photo, you take a selfie of yourself with the camera. Mm-hmm. The teacher asks you a question because says, "Oh yeah, you didn't invent this, who invented it?" And this girl just sort of answers because she knows you don't know the answer. She answers and sounds smart and basically gives a few snide comments towards you. But after your class, you can go around, explore, and you go to the sort of bathroom. Well, it's the first or ten minutes I'm talking about here. And you witness a was what you were at the tail end. You slept for most of it, and you witness <laughs> the tail really end of this guy coming to the bathroom, having an argument with somebody, and he shoots them. And when you go around shooting, you basically say, "No, wait," and she puts her hand out. At which point, time rewinds, and she fires up back into the classroom. She doesn't quite realise what's going on at first. She goes, "Hang on, then. for the this of what's going on," and she says, "Well, I wonder what's going to." happen oh, well I'll know if it's right if, if I start doing so much as I did before see what happens mm-hmm. so she takes a photograph of herself and the, um, she basically sort of repeats her actions again and it comes true what goes on follows on um, at one point she knocks her camera onto the floor and it breaks 
So she finds, I wonder if I can rewind time. She tries and she is able to rewind time, pull the cab back of the desk and can change it. Mm-hmm. So knowing this, it means you have your first, this is your first chance is, um, this is your first chance at, um, basically you can sort of boost this rewind functionality. So I mentioned earlier that this guy asked you a question. Mm-hmm. He does it again and you can listen to the answer that Gal gives. We wind time and when he asks you, you can give the answer <laughs> and he goes, very good, Tom's being the material. And you can abuse this to yourself. Then she realises, no, I need to go and try and save this um, event. So you walk yeah. your way down to the um, bathroom and you have to copy what you did before to make sure it's going on and then you basically have to try and find a way to stop it, which you do. Mm-hmm. And so, so, in the first, so on this day, she discovers she has this amazing magical power to rewind time. And the game basically sort of follows, it's, it's sort of half high school, well, no, not tell you high school, half high school drama. And I tell you what, I didn't go to, I, well, I didn't go to, I didn't go to school. Um, but if it's anything like, if, any of us, mate. If school's anything like Life is Strange, I'm fucking glad I didn't. It's an absolutely <laughs> horrible place to be. What the hell? I don't know if it's just, just a girl, thing for the ladies, the girl, a girl thing, but they're saved by so bitchy and stuff. I'm fucking glad I never went to school now. That's, Bloody normal, hell. that's, that's normal school, mate. Yeah, I'm fucking glad I never went. It's an absolutely horrible place to be. Um, so. <laughs> You've got the storyline, it's got a lot of sort of, there's a lot of sort of side, and what's quite nice about it, there's a lot of sort of side storylines, so there's another girl, okay, Kate, who's very upset about something that's happened to her, Broken and nail. as time goes on, you find out what's happened to her, and how it involves another student, you find out, you meet up with one of your old, um, there's, there's, there's lots of little sides, I think I'm also going to also combine together at some point, I'm only on, I've only done episode two, mm. I'm actually getting episode one, episode two out of the way today, I could have stayed and played the whole theme, but I knew I had to, be for the podcast, so I sort of. Well, you know, look, like we like we planned to do the podcast. Well, if this way, I'm going to get home and play the other three episodes. <laughs> I'm going to be playing them to about midday tomorrow, I think. So I'm not going to go to bed until I finish playing the last three episodes. Um, and you start. You can use this rewind ability to sort of. Um, as I mentioned that you can, like she said, you can sort of as, as you go about your day things happen and you can either leave them or you can rewind time and fix them. So you might tell somebody, oh yeah, just move out the way for a second for me and then a ball misses them, which would have hit them, but you rewound time and fixed it or mm-hmm. you can do all things like that, which is kind of kind of neat. Um, my biggest, and it's a bit, because it's also a bit mysterious, well, a bit of like, how can she do this now, what these visions she's having. So that's all the big sort of main mystery plot, but it's also the side cats of what's happened to this girl, um, this one, one girl's disappeared. What happened to her? You'll find out, I'm assuming. She went down the path. Yeah. There's this guy who's acting very weird, security guy who's, is he, when you first meet him, he sounds like he's a bit of an asshole and he's really bit Then you, later on, you meet him again, actually, you think, actually, I don't think, you, I think you generally just do have everybody's best in your heart, but you're not going much in a very good way. You're just a dickhead. Yeah. I think that, yeah, sort of jerk of a heart of gold, as TV tropes would say. My biggest gripes with it, um, storyline ones, I've got no problems with it. I think the control interface is awful. It's really poorly, the control interface is really badly designed. For starters, it annoyed me that when I first played the game, it said best player of a controller. I thought, fuck that. <laughs> I'm using mouse and keyboard. And I've had no problems using mouse and keyboard. Oh, the trouble with it is, is that, well, I'll tell you the first thing that happened to me when I was playing it. Okay. So, it shows you how to interact with the world. So you get this little bubble up here, the word look above it, picture of a mouse in it, and it's got an arrow pointing at a photograph. 
So my gut reaction is to click and hold the mouse and follow the arrows to the photograph. Because yeah. that's what it's pointing me to do. No, that's not what you do. Don't be silly, man. No. That arrow just tells you what that bubble is connected to. And then you actually have to put your mouse over the word look to look at the photo. Which, once you feel that, that's, that's not straightforward okay. enough. The trouble I have at Eve is that it's very flaky about hitting those hot spots sometimes. And there's now times that my character, because of the camera, has had a hot spot in front of them. So I can't actually see what they're overlapping. It's ridiculous. And the amount of times, and another good example is to move between areas, you have to press the left mouse button to move between areas. But that's as though someone used to look at something. So oh, I, I went that. to an area and there was a rubbish bin next to the door. I tried you to look at the rubbish the bin, bin and you moved to the next area. Well I, well, I was on it, I clicked on it, went to click on look, and it, she started to say a bit of pre order dialogue, and then I moved to the next area. Because it obviously registered both as both commands. That's dumb. Yeah. Um, the interface for the time riding is actually quite good. So you get this little spiral appears on the screen. As you start rewinding time, it'll go backwards and you'll sort of thing. What's interesting is that it's, everything around you rewinds, but you don't. Right. So you can use it to like teleport because let's say you're walking along and, I don't know, a, a tree falls down in front of you. And if you were to go back to where you started, you'd never make it. But because you only rewind the surrounding way, you can stand in front of that tree, rewind time to before it fell down, and you can just carry on walking. And the tree will still fall down at the same time when it should do. But, but you're, you're already there. You're already there. So yeah. you can use it almost like as a teleport ability. And you've got to Oh, shit, I got to the pub late before it opened up. I know, I'll stand here, rewind time, bam, I'm here oh, for What I do like is that she does start really early on, within like the same day, thinking of how she can abuse her ability to make her life easier. She thinks... Oh, I stayed up all night. I could just rewind time and have an extra few hours sleep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, this other thing about it is there's a couple of bits in it where... So I go to this fountain and it says, sit. I think, okay, I'll sit there. And she has a little bit of dialogue to herself. And she looks around. She has a little dialogue. She talks about the campus she's on and so forth. And she looks around her. And you see some scenes on the campus. I think, oh, this is a little cut, sort of little mini cut scene. And I'm waiting. And then the Cassines cycle again. And they cycle again. I'm thinking, is it stuck? Is, it, is the game had a moment? Has it got stuck here? Do I have to exit? And I, No, you have to exit it. And there's nothing on the screen to tell you this, that you have to actually have to exit the, this section. And I'm sort of randomly click buttons until I eventually work out how you exit it. And it's actually, you exit it by pressing the skip scene button. Which right. is a stupid thing to have to press to exit, because... You're not skipping the scene, you're just... There's nothing to skip. You you're cancelling out of it. Yeah. So, that was like, why, 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 why is this working this way? Why is that? And there's a couple of work caught me out where, like, the next day, you are in bed, and she wakes up again, oh, I think it's the morning so forth. And I'm expecting a cutscene where she, like, thinks about getting up and then gets out of bed. Then it flashes around her room. I think, oh no, it's one of these ones again. I've got to push the button to wake up out of bed. But no, it's no, no hit that. So a bit of you, it's mainly UI design is my main gripe for the game, simply UI design. Plus, yeah. But I mean, it has got something. So I'm talking about the spiral, it sort of um, rewinds back as you rewind time, you sit back. And what's quite nice is it has little blobs on it that show you when Key you point. complete actions. Okay. So as you complete action, then it shows a little blob on this timer, and you rewind past it. Um, also it's the Walking Dead thing where certain decisions will have ramifications later on okay 
What I do like about it, though, is it properly tells you when you're going to have those moments in there. So when you get, I'm talking about the major, it's like major decisions and minor decisions. Okay. Major ones are the important ones. So when you get to a major decision, when you get your dialogue options up, the screen will sort of blur, mm. and the dialogue options will be written in big capitals. And what this game's saying to you, guys, right, what you're about to do here is going to have ramifications. Choose wise. This is not think a... About think about what you're about to do. Again, I quite like that, because it's sort of like, you know, okay, you're telling me when it should... That's, that's a neat part of the design. It's not like X-Blades, where you can get right to the end of the game, not realise that you were going to get the bad ending, because there were no hints what no, was going to cause. No. no, no hints at all. Um, so, I really, I really like that in the... Um, I really like the... Um, I like that. That was a nice bit of design, and... At the end, you get all a list of all things you could and couldn't do, and oh, really? like Walking Dead, it gives you a chance of all the things you might have done. It's, in the first episode, I realised I've been an absolute bitch. I play an absolute because I was literally got the things I did and what I've posted, and I and I was in the minority every single time, well, well, pretty much every single time. There's like one point where this girl who's really, 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 um, you know, sort of nasty to you, and you have a chance to get using your time powers to get a bit of revenge on her, which you do. And then you see her and you can either sort of say something nice to her or you can sort of push your revenge home. And I did, because I thought, you're a bitch to me, I'm just a bitch back to you. I realise I'm just creating enemies. I'm really, I'm really, I've just realised, I'm actually really, I'm being, I'm, I'm, you're I'm, a bitch. I'm waiting to get, I'm waiting to get, I'm going to get kicked out of this school because I've been, I've been a bully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the moment when I get kicked out. So, the second one I did like, <laughs> and, and you say, the fucking I'd be the troll character. Mm. At least I'm not a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, other sort of main. I don't think it has any effect on the storyline, but you take photos, you go around, and there's these photo opportunities in each level, and there's about ten, there's ten I think, per episode. Right. Um, I will say, I did see a list of all that, whether they all are. Naughty. Well, this is my defence. Photos often lead to new interactions. Okay. Which aren't media apparent. I'm over with these saw games, Walking Dead, um, Wolf Among Us. I only play them once. Okay. Because when I play them once, I've got the storyline. That's my that's my canon storyline in my head. I'm not going to play it again. And Even choose if different... you completely fuck it up and the world gets nuked, that yes, was yeah, canon. I'm not going to play it again and choose different options because that won't be canon to okay. me. Interesting. Uh, I'll read about what the options do, but I will never play it again. So. Jesus I Christ. want to make sure I get, I experience yeah. it I, how I want to experience it the first time through, which is why I'm using what we make sure I get on the photos because I don't want to have to go back through it again. That's fair, Jesus Christ. So I know it's a bit of a funny thing to do. I don't normally use walkthroughs, and I'm not really worried about something. I'm obsessed with repetitive gameplay. I can't help it. Like Galgun Double Piece, you could probably beat that in 30 minutes. I must have played that for like 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> I've dimension Neptune your idol PP. I think I went twelve hours into that in the first game, like on the first day. I mean, the only thing I would possibly play them again. I know Chalky mentioned this as well. Actually, is mm. I'd only probably play them again to record them, mm-hmm. and then I could have them as my little like video scenes. I could sort of watch them as a box set. Well, at home. What, I, what I would be interested to see then, because Chalky said that he's going to do an LP of it, and I'm just, this must have come out on PS4. I think it did because it did as well. Um, yeah. I happen to know that Chalky's PC is, bless its little soul, its little silicon soul, is, is having a bit of trouble right now, so it's going to have to it's be a poorly, is it? Yeah, it's not well, so we're going to have to fix that for you, Chalky. I would like to see you two do um, 
separate Let's Plays, but I want to see how how they differ. Well, that's easy enough to do, actually. We could um, we do Let's Plays, or we could just go and compare our... Because you can go back and compare all your results. Yeah. So it's easy enough for us to... to if he's, if Chalk is up to it, I'm happy to go and Photoshop, print screen all my results... <laughs> and we can put them up on the blog or something and this compare it. Or we can meet up and record a video and discuss them. Sounds good. Particularly, well, ones, particularly ones where we were different and we can find out why each other did it. I'd be up for doing that. If Chalky, if you're up for doing that, I'm happy to... I have to play it too and I might have to be the troll that everyone thinks I am. Yeah. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah. Go on, PS4. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I've, uh, I'm really enjoying I can't wait. I'm going to say when I get home time I'm going to be playing this more levels when I get home it's, how long it's, does it roughly take per um, so the first one I, it took me about three hours to the first part oh, fucking hell um, second part took me about probably about three hours again so about three hours an episode which to me is about right for a, um, episode, a game like that sure Walking Dead was similar Walking Dead was similar apart from there was one episode that did an hour and a half which I felt a bit cheap mm. cheapened by but it's also about two to three hours. I'm quite happy with that. That's about sure. That's about right to me. And they feel like an episode. It's very much done. Oh, there's one other annoying. Um, there's one other annoying thing about um, Life is Strange. And right at the very start of the game, you walk out, and it's meant to be a bit cinematic. So you walk. You've, you've done this thing where you've gone oh, to Life like is explosions and shit behind you. <laughs> so, Lens flares. Well, you've you've had your cold open. You've had this nightmare. You've woken up class. You finished class, and you walk out of the class. And she puts her earbuds buds in, and that's when the sort of the sort of title music starts, mm-hmm. and that's when you get the squarings come up and so forth. Unless you, you can walk around whilst it's going on. Now, if you literally just walk straight down to the toilet and go in, it's timed about right to finish. You get through there. But obviously, I'm a PC gamer. I look at everything possible. <laughs> um, so I will um, go. I start going around, but this song, which is like the title sequence song. Repeats. Ugh. So, after the fifth time of hearing it, I was like, okay, you've lost it now. It didn't need to. It could have done it just once and it had been as How effective. How long was the loop? Uh, I think the song's probably about a minute, two minutes Ugh. long. Right. And it would absolutely fine. The first, if it had gone through just once, it would have been absolutely perfect. It had been spot on. Like absolutely fine. And... Yeah, and then leave it at that. That would been absolutely fine. But no, they had to leave it because she has to go into the bathroom and take her earbuds out and that's when the music plays so regards to that that was the only thing that really annoyed me about the game but overall I'm really enjoying it sure you said the first episode's free that was free three hours so that and that I'll g- scab that and that'll give you a good chance to feel what the game is like sure because I've got to be honest I haven't played any of the other kind of big telltale style title things mm. so I'd- I if I was going to recommend one for you, I would suspect you probably prefer The Wolf Among Us over Walking Dead. But I've recommended that one as well. I might mm. have to check that one out because that's a, probably a bit more your your cup of tea. Although I did really like Walking Dead, I need to play the third season actually. When I stop playing Neptunia <laughs> and Sex. and Sex, then I will play Walking up. Dead. Ah, <laughs> good time. Cool. Right. Um... I put this in here mainly for you, but I thought it was um, interesting literally news today. Yes. Um, Nintendo have, what we all knew was coming anyway, pretty much confirmed that the end of life for the Wii U is on the way. Yes. Well, they did say they were stopping production in uh, Americaville, didn't they? Like, 
sometime last year. And they're now releasing their last game for it. Nintendo releasing their last game. Although they said third parties might still produce stuff for it, but they, they're releasing their last game for it. See, that's what Sony did with the with the Vita. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Vita's legacy hardware. But then you still have people like Compile Hat, uh, Nipponichi, and all those guys still making games for it. So, yes. Yeah. It's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame that we use gone the way it has. I mean, it isn't a bad console. I think it was badly marketed. Oh, yes. Awful. Absolutely um, awful. I, you know, I... I had no idea what the Wii U was because I, I all I ever saw of it was the control pad. So you assumed it was an accessory for the Wii. I didn't assume it was. I thought it must be so. I, I was a bit confused. I thought it's not an accessory for the Wii, but is it like a, is that the the console in there? Does it plug mm. in? I never realised had a, another part that went with it. See, a lot of people because um, the, the Wii was marketed to kind of everyone, average Joe public, the yeah. non gamer. So when the Wii U was launched, I know that a lot of the, the kind of the mass demographic of Wii users were like so is, is that just an accessory then is that just a control and they didn't they didn't get it I think the other issue I had with the Wii U as well was that the fact it's called the Wii U implies it's a sequel to the Wii mm. logically so therefore it should be an improvement but similar to the Wii mm, yes. do you see what I'm saying so so you can play Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. The console's got more powerful, side of the design, so with the controller is basically the same interface, plus have other stuff to do to it. Mm. PS1, 2, 3, 4, similar stuff, controllers advance, hardware advances, game style advance, it's roughly the same. The Wii U, look, is a completely different interface than the Wii. So to me, it doesn't feel like a sequel to that. That's what, I don't think it's like, do you, can you still use your nunchucks with it? Can you, you can still use them with it. It just did, but that wasn't immediately obvious to me. I mean, I saw it. That's what I saw first. Like, but is it a sequel to the Wii? Can you is it do the same thing as the Wii does? Or uh, it was you could actually play Wii games. It, it was really so. to me the Wii was very confusing what it was. I didn't really, I I never really knew quite what the Wii was. It was a very nice console. <coughs> um, some of the it doesn't get enough credit for what it. Did. There are some really good games on that system that so many people just aren't going to have played um, because of the horrible marketing. Not just the horrible marketing, though, but the fact that these days people are only really interested in spec sheets and graphics. Mm. Um, I mean, the Nintendo Switch. We've got onto that before. I've said that I'm not particularly interested. However, spoiler alert, we're getting one in August. I'm not surprised. Um, well, for one reason. The rumour is that Splatoon 2 mm. is coming out in August. Mm. Also, I was not reading the day that the Nintendo Switch is not going to be backwards compatible with any of the Wii U games. Or the Wii um, games. It's going to have ports of uh, Wii U games. But not backwards compatible, you can't load a Wii there's U no, game. There's no disk drive on the Switch. Oh, is the, the Switch. Is it digital only then? Digital download only? Or uh, is it? That's going to have memory cards. Like, uh, uh, like, like SD cards or whatever, because the, the, the Switch. Obvious, style choice, but yeah. The, the Switch is basically um, an Nvidia Shield tablet with controls on the side that you can take off. Yeah. It's a portable screen, so you can kickstand it, put it on a table, and play your games. You can connect it up to the dock and play them on the TV. It is basically what Nintendo were trying to do years ago with the with the Super Game Boy, where you could play your Game Boy game on the go, where you could play it on the telly. 
um, or like what Sony kind of did with the Vita and the Vita TV. Gamers generally don't get it, but for me actually thinking about it, it would actually kind of work, because the mm. most time I spend playing a game is if I can quickly suspend it, put it in my pocket, go do what I'm doing, pull it back out of my pocket and, yeah. and resume from where I am. That and Splatoon 2 has a fucking land mode on it, so if you've got more than one Switch, you can all sit around and that's, have a local that's land. That's not a phrase you hear very often, land. <laughs> that's, well, I thought that was... I was like, <gasps> land! That tickled me in the right place right there. I was like, Whoa. And it's, it's proper local. You don't have enough words you can do about internet connection. But you need... You can be together in the same room. It's that's, designed to add That hoc. is something you don't see very often at all these days. So it's, uh, Sony were the last ones. I think uh, Nintendo did it with the DS at one point. Sony did it quite a lot with the PSP. Um, but yeah, again, LAN stuff is something that people just let go of. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, let's have all these online services that are generally really shit. What about if you... Uh, the, the Switch is going to be a portable console. What if you just sat there with your mates? Whatever happened to the days when we'd all just sit around and play like four player Nintendo games or or multi tap PlayStation games or if you're hardcore like fucking we were, get all your PCs in the same room around yeah. the table. Oh, I remember doing that puzzle. That was awesome. I mean, shit. Can the table handle it? <laughs> That's it. Well, me and Chalky, uh, once upon a time, I remember years and years ago, right? Single player Dreamcast games. He had a Dreamcast. I had a Dreamcast. I happened to have multiple TVs in my house. We put a TV and another TV next to each other on the table. Two Dreamcast control pads. We'd sit next to each other and see how we were uh, playing the game. And, you know, if he's doing something differently to what I am. Kind of like how me and you would play. first. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you know, how you'd play DSX to how I'd play DSX. Yeah. You know, you'd sneak around, I'd gun everyone down, uh, kind of thing. It was just fun. Or we'd literally have console lands. My little brother Bing would be playing uh, Rainbow Six on an Xbox across the room I'd be playing whatever happened to that stuff I Why? love Lango. since I love when Lango. did gaming become so anti-social I love and, and the great thing was that the majority of those LAN games were PC gamers who mm-hmm. were the ultimate anti-social gamers <laughs> and I love that no I remember we had um, I had a LAN party my parents were away for a week so I invited all my friends around I said right they're away for a week you can stay around mine bring your PCs and we, <laughs> a, we had a week long LAN party Good time. I was like, yeah, every, we're getting up at sort of about nine in the morning, having going out and getting a full English breakfast, coming back and just saying, <laughs> while the PC's there, it's about two or three a.m. Oh, the following <laughs> That's morning. That's it. We did, yeah, we did, um, also, we did Ra- Raven Shield, we did Age of Empires, we did, um, Left 4 Dead 2. Jesus Christ. Um, awesome Age game. That was, that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. Chalky has called that we were playing Fantasy Star Online, which was the uh, first real console mm. MMO. Yeah, have we got any other comments? Chalky's uh, going to get a Switch for uh, the Pokemon games coming Pokemon out. Pokemon Go Go Go? Oh, fuck Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Awful Among Us. Awesome. But I've we love Walking Dead. See, I've never got into Walking Dead, so I... But I've never watched the TV series or read the or look read the comics. Oh, the game was really good. I might have to. Uh... It's you've got to see it's, the zomb the zombies are not the important part of the, of the series. It's about human the, beings, the characters, the interactions. Yeah, the characters. The zombies are just a a way of moving the story along. Kind of like how I saw player characters in Westworld. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much annoying little <laughs> bastards. <Yeah. laughs> Not the NPCs. What have you all fucking did? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, yeah. So, do they tell us how much is going to retail that? 
Switch. Uh, Switch is... This is the bit that really sucks for people. £280. Oh, next is... I'm just going to be one time a second. So they said sensibly how much they're going to retail the Switch at. £280. Fuck off. (laughs) £280 quid? (laughs) Yep. Two hundred and eighty quid. It's like three hundred bucks US. Um, but two hundred and eighty pounds. Yes. Now two hundred and eighty pounds. See now, here's what I've said to people, right? Because the price really stings my ass as well. But here's why: in this house, given Nintendo's repu- rep- uh, reputation with um, online, Sorry. with their uh, with online account systems, right, and their uh, online backends, right. So we have two Wii U's in this house. And I think I've explained this before. We have two, but I can't use my Wii U with my friends list and my account and my digital downloads because that account is hardware console linked. It is tied to my son's console all my purchases are tied to the console, Fucking stupid not system. the username. Absolutely stupid. So, with the Switch, and because it has LAN uh, capabilities, we'd need three or four of them. 280 quid a pop, no fucking chance, because it comes with the dock, which is an 80 quid accessory, and all it is is a dumb connection between a, you know, a telly and the fucking Switch, and a charger. <coughs> um, you know, 280 Times four, no fucking chance. However, the dock itself is actually worth about £80. If they were to take that out of the box and say, right, you can buy the, the Switch Complete Collect, the, the complete box, the ultimate one, that's all of your accessories for the Switch, everything you can yeah. possibly want. I'd buy one of those, and then for £200, buy a handheld version, just the the switch tablets, the control pads and the charger. I would then buy one of those each for the kids. I have no problem with that because the DS when it came out was fucking expensive as well. Two hundred pounds each for the kids, two hundred and eighty for me, maybe two hundred and eighty for Inky so we have two locks, one in each room. Not a fucking problem, but two hundred and eighty pounds. I I I do you know do you know honestly what I was expecting <laughs> gonna say? Mm-hmm. Hundred and fifty. See, a lot of people said 200 would have been more reasonable. Just wait till you see the prices of the games. 60 a piece. Oh, fucking hell. Splatoon is 60 pounds. Almost it being a PC gamer. Mm. It's ridiculous. I mean, it? you can pick, I mean, how much do you, can you pick a PS4 or Xbox One up for these days? Uh, 250, thereabouts. 250. So by the time the Switch comes out. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that is. That's, that's gonna be. You a, have to understand. That's gonna be a hot. To, to it be is going to be a, a hard sell. sell. However, and this is one thing that I have to keep bringing up for people, the Switch isn't just... The PlayStation 4, I'm not going to pick it up and take it out with me. No. I can't. The Switch is designed to go, oh, well, I've had enough of this, but I've got to go across town, out the dock, put the control pads on the side, off you go. You can go sit in your office... Sit on the fucking I, toilet. And I play just it. don't know if that's going to be enough of a selling point to make people cough See, up. For me, that's for some what makes people it, it will be, but for a lot of people, I don't think two hundred and eighty is too point. steep. The accessories are way too expensive. Um, games are fucking pricey. Of course, to be um, honest, I've never thought to myself, do you know, I wish I'd take a PC with me 
on the train. I just go, well, I won't play a game. I should do, use mobile and play something on that. It won't be a PC game, but you know, it's, yeah, for sure. They pick up, pick up and play kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's I. Oh, I don't know. I, I that's that's just put me a little bit worried about Nintendo. To be honest, the price at that price that just put me a bit. Oh, well, see. I will see. Ex- we'll see. It is very expensive. We'll I'm still not interested. I will not buy one on launch. There is nothing coming at launch that I even give a shit about. However, when Splatoon 2 comes out, I loved Splatoon, the first Splatoon. It was a brilliant fucking game. Give me Splatoon 2. I'll play that every fucking day. Like I said, though, the, the problem is when they say, like, look... Yes, we're giving you all of the accessories. However, we are also allowing you to buy accessories separately. But they also happen to be the exact same things that come with the console itself. Whilst it's great to have extras, and unlike the Wii U, it's great to be able to have spares. I don't need you to give me a dock with every purchase. Not everyone is going to use the Switch as a home console. No. You know, so give people options. Change the package a little bit. Give us the the the, the handheld. Give us the the the, desk, the the home console. Give us the combo pack, but give us different prices. Two eighty is very steep. Those accessories are ridiculously overpriced. I still think oh, it's going to be an okay console, particularly as a full Nintendo cost, because the have always been. I think have got a reputation of being like the, not see the budget. Entry mm. to mark gaming, but like the well, the Wii U wasn't exactly what you call cheap. But one, it didn't take long for the um, the Xbox One and the PS4 to drop below the price of the Wii U. Yeah, but um, when it came out, it was relatively. I don't. Oh well, we'll see. We'll see. I just think that's too expensive. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Nintendo. Nintendo if it was too Nintendo, as a company, Nintendo's company's never been any financial issue anyway. So we, I'm sure they're fine. Uh, so. Bless Nintendo. £80. I know it is steep, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. I will buy one for Splatoon 2. <laughs> I love Splatoon. I get it. They could say, I'll take your kidney for Splatoon 2. <laughs> say, which one? Yeah. Fucking, do you want both? Oh. I'll fucking live on dialysis for like the next 20 minutes. Then you can unplug me after I've got past the intro screen. I will die happy. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, on to weird news. Oh, God. <laughs> you love this section. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's hate it, but we love it. Well, I love it. <laughs> so, um, uh, this is one of those weird stories. I think uh, you read, you, it just raises more questions the more you read of it. What it did to me, anyway. Mm. Um, so, you, we've all worked for companies and stuff, and... You know, some companies like to give, like, you know, perhaps when you've been there for some time, they might give, like, a badge or something to wear. It's all, like, oh, uh, the whole workforce gets a badge that uh, still celebrates something or so forth. And some companies like, might buy, like, I don't know, a jacket for their employees. Well, you have to be a little bit careful what you put on these jackets. Mm. A Japanese mayor has apologised after it emerged at the staff of city welfare department. So we're talking about people who help people, like, Need social what workers call social security, what we call benefits. Mm-hmm. The doll. Um, here to the people here emerged staff is see a welfare department own jackets emblazoned with offensive messages about benefit cheats. <laughs> so it features across the front labelling the wearer as part of the eradication team. 
red. What I want to know is, this is all in English in Japan? I don't quite get what's going on here. Was it written in English? Though? It was, yes. The jacket's also a passage of broken English text in the back, which refers to <laughs> chasing people to punish injustice. And also, it says, if they try to deceive us for gaining profit by injustice, we dare to say they are the dregs. Jesus Christ. Wait, Japan has a like a hardcore benefit system? Yeah, yes, they do. Well, Jeez. Japan, I'm surprised. Um, the Japan is the only country where people die from overworking. Well, what do they need a benefit system for? Some people are working work. overtime all the time. What are they saying? Oh, yeah, I couldn't work 30 hours of extra overtime this week. Can I have some benefits, please? Yeah. But actually, there's, there's a syndrome in Japan. I can't what it's, it's called. Um, uh, oh, something with retirement syndrome, where basically couples they have a high couples have a women get massive old women get an ultra of depression when their husbands retire because they're so used to not being at home they come <laughs> back and they finally can't stand them bless yeah. them anyway the giant crest features the initials for the Sinkishu Hogo Akabuka Mensa Tsusuru team dude the, how, how do you speak so fluently it's like, almost uh, like you're in uh, night classes meaning the team to eradicate evil <laughs> it's not clear this is intentional or the resulting acronym spells out an English swear word. Oh yeah, it does. Chat. <laughs> Employees pay for it themselves and were somewhere warned doing visits to people's homes. Oh, the Ashushu notes it says garments have been around since 2007 and currently owned by 20 members of staff. Official owners are being asked about by local media. Oh, Japan. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And while we're in the Asian area, China. So... Scenario. Right. You're on your bike in your car, or either, or your rickshaw. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And. <laughs> Most likely. Disaster, you're caught short, you're really the loo. And you have to work, find a motorway service station, or just put in a lay by somewhere, or what have you. And it's all. And if, but if you're a motorway service station, you might end up parking like a mile away from where the loos actually are. China has come to the rescue. China have now got free parking space reserved for drivers who need to answer a call of nature. While on the road, space has been marked in yellow on the main roads on Xi'an, close to 50 of the city's public toilets. The Hong Bao newspaper reports each one is designated as special toilet use, <laughs> and there's a 15 minute 15 minute time limit for drivers who park in them. So anyone who takes certain large <laughs> spots, you know, seriously, if you're time enforcing this, I don't know. Stick, put stick or something, possibly. I've got some bloke just like, yeah, mate, you've been here for way too I've got, long. I've got, I've got the trots. So tough shit. Get Move. back in your fucking car. Move. There's a traffic jam. Oh, give a fuck, mate. Get. One local driver told China Day that he's pleased to find a place where he could pause for a quick toilet break without having to pay. This is only the first part of the city's plan for loo-friendly spaces. They have more than 1,300 public toilets and Trump to see they're looking to create more reserved parking so people can easily make use <laughs> of the facilities. <coughs> but let's be honest, Nick. This is China. China is the fucking place on the planet where you could be sat in traffic jams for fucking hours to the point that there are even people who will come down in mopeds. You can get out of your car. A guy on the back of the moped gets into your car to drive it to where it needs to go you get out, get on the moped and go to work or wherever it is you're supposed to be. That's a legitimate business in fucking How China. How do you get on the back of the moped if he's put in the back of the car? No, you perk. You said, you get there, he puts the moped in the back of the car, no, he gets in the moped and drives. he gets off the back of the moped into your car, oh. you get out, 
onto the back of the moped. So the but rider they need to be the moped, on the seat of the moped rather than the back because you just sat there thinking, I can't reach the handlebars. No, you don't need that. There's someone else on the moped. So there's so two, pe- two people Yeah, it's a two up. So there's a rider and then they pick you up. They have someone else on the back to look after your car because traffic jams are so fucking ridiculous in China. So the idea that you're sat there in a traffic jam going... I'm alright, it's not a problem. Six hours later, fuck, I could really deal with a slash right now. Oh, there's a fucking spot over there. Not yeah. a problem. As, look, there's a spot 100 <laughs> yards away, it only take me over six hours to reach it. <laughs> That's alright, because the traffic ain't going yeah. anywhere. Put my indicator on. <laughs> 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 to give him a plenty of warning that I want to move in the next five hours. <laughs> and everyone else is like, He's got a good idea there. Next time we have like camping spots and like, like Christmas spots. lights because all they have like indicators on. <laughs> anyway, I've discovered what we can do for Bard as a present. But we need to raise three and a half thousand pounds. Fucking, that's a bit much for Bard, isn't it? Trust me, this is worth it. All right. A packet holiday with stunning landscapes and some of the world's most stunning history. There is one issue. It goes to Afghanistan. <laughs> no, <laughs> Afghanistan. Beautiful place, I'm telling you. It's a three-week three week excursion to Afghanistan. The tour is led by a 79-year-old man uh, called Jeff Han through his company Hinterland Travels. He takes tours from what is officially the most dangerous country, not, in the, uh, not at war. <coughs> He's only, he set up in the 1970s. He's taken tours to dangerous zones including Syria, Pakistan and Iraq. And he's rarely won serious trouble until last year. Uh, so he had a group of 12 tours with him. Whilst riding through the province of Hawass in August, his group were ambushed by Taliban armed with rocket grenades and machine guns. Rocket. Uh, five of the 12 homemakers were severely wounded. Only Shigalot meant that none of the group, eight Brits, three Americans and one German, were killed. Now, I don't know which, which, of, the five, which of the five who what nationalities they were who got injured. I'm thinking at least the, American, the three Americans must have been one of them because must be feeling because they're a bit gone home and run into trials or been a hero. Oh, America! Uh, they were able to drive behind, dive behind a roadside wall as the vehicle went up in flames before a nearby army and police vehicle came to the rescue. The clients have been very difficult about it, says Jeff. They blame me and want their money back, but I didn't blame shoot them, did I? <laughs> this is PR company is brilliant. It annoys me. How many people go on holiday and get shot by the Taliban? They can die out on that story for years. <laughs> I really like this guy. He's awesome. He started feeding Afghanistan in 2002. Uh, the story goes by, goes against the spirits of all his troops, all the highways and the risks involved. To be fair, if you go into Afghanistan or Syria or Iraq, you must generally know what... It's, it's potentially a dangerous place. Um... No, but I'm expecting that old boy to protect me, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> they've been forewarned that high is routine. They may have to sleep on tea, ho- tea house floors to or to avoid hotels. Um, both Bob, Bob Murr and Terrence have been witnessed on Jeff's holidays. Astonishingly, it was agreed in once in Mosul, his group had to sit semi-traumatized on a bus while outside a crowd beat a thief to death. On a couple of occasions, car bars have gone off doing walking tours, and what do we do? They said, Jeff said, Jeff, we just get back on the bus and leave. What more do you fucking do? Uh, in small towns, the tours are ordered to sleep in police, back for fear of kidnap. Um, often, they have to, often they have to abandon plans, unfortunately, often they have to abandon plans, schedules, not because of weather, but because of Taliban uprisings. 
Damn them terrorists ruining our fucking holidays. He doesn't hire a personal security for any of his trips because it's too expensive and any weapon he could bring is pointless when you're facing terrorists and Taliban. I used to carry a pistol, he said. What's the point of someone shooting you with a Kalashnikov? Which, <laughs> to be fair, is a fair comment. So I think we should send Bard. Yep. I think he'll enjoy that. <laughs> Get in there, Brian. <laughs> Go you know, him and his little PC self, he'll gone very well over there. Bless him. Right, <laughs> he'll probably miss the he'll probably miss the flight. <laughs> oh, the realize out a holiday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was only booked six months in advance. So, you've got a relative who's turning ninety. You need to buy him a gift. What sort of gift do you think you get him? Coffin. But that's not. That's a practical gift. <laughs> I like that. That's a really practical gift. Depends on the person why they take it, though, doesn't it? Well, you can take some of your ideas from from the Queen who when she went at ninetieth and what the police gave what people gave her. So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police presented the model with a steed called Sir John and the British Virgins gave her some salt. Slight difference there. A horse <laughs> called Sir John, a little bag of salt we bought from Tesco's. <laughs> Uh, uh, David, David Cameron is coming a bit more conservative, ha 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 ha, and gift her with a crystal glass bowl. Some less inspiring presents, other than the salt, include chocolate, Spaypo likes chocolate, I'm champagne, loves chocolate. and Tiffany porcelain set from the President of Singapore, Tony Tang Ken Yam. Let's be fair, the only other thing that the Queen likes more than chocolate and loafing around her home in her slippers and her nighties. She's tuning in to listen to or watch when she's got a chance. Hi, Lizzie, the Round Nerds podcast. I hope not, because we'll be in the Tower of London over the next week. That's all right. She's got a special place just for us. <laughs> the dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> the Round Nerds podcast dungeon. It's in blue with the logo and everything. <laughs> so we can still do the streams. For her to watch whilst we're there. What are you doing here? Well, we get distance put them in here to play your podcast film on the loop. <laughs> Usually by episode 12, they've given up. <laughs> Don't worry, love. We're always here to help. Um, do we please useful. know her pet corgis and, do- and dorgies also got gifts, even though it wasn't their birthday. They received four maroon coloured pants. Well, they're 90 as well. Yes. In dog years. Four maroon coloured pants, small dog jets decorated the Royal Bar of Windsor and made her coat of arms. So, when we send her a present next year, you mustn't get any of those. On the subject of presents, though, I'm I've also got a list. I've also got a list of all the things Prince of Wales has been given with. Uh, of course, when he goes on foreign tours, these aren't for birthdays, it's just what he gets given his foreign tour press. Well, we might need them with Camilla. <laughs> or some oats for her to eat. Um, <laughs> So this was this was released. This list was released in 2016 on Thursday. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't make sense. On Thursday in 2016, because there's only the one, and there were 51 of them as well. Um, they revealed that Charles was given a model of Mother Teresa. I don't know what size. A make your own doll kit and a straw model of a man and woman dancing when he toured the Balkans with the Duchy of Cornwall. That's what I love. Crown, doing trip, Crown Prince Alexander and Crown Prince Catherine of Serbia gave him four bottles of wine, a scarf, a bag of rice's coffee, a tie, and a pocket square, a shawl, an icon, a photograph album, and a DVD. That strikes heavy to me of, oh shit, the prince is here, we forgot to buy him a present. Let's look around the house, see what tap we've got we can give him. Yeah. Can you just imagine it? 
Catherine, Catherine, what, the prince is coming. What have we got? Um, there's some four bottles of wine in the cellar we can give him. I've got my scarf upstairs. Come in and like that. It's a pink one. What about this fucking shit DVD we had him bust I'll out give him that. It's fine. He'll like that. <laughs> it's, got, it's got horses on it. Make him feel his wife. Um, oh, 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 we should give him something sort of nice. Oh, there's a look some Nest Cafe in the house. We'll give him the bowl. <laughs> you can have that as well. Shit. Um, when they traveled to the Middle East, the King of Brahan gave them a watch each. Oh, blindly. Like the exclusive band, his rulers in the region are known for the lavish presence. Um, the Kurdish promise gave the Duchess of It was one of those Casio, like, eight pound ones. One little digital key calculator on it as well. <laughs> That's it. Oh, no, I like or or like those all sort of novelty per pig ones. That's all sort of <laughs> the arms, or <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Um, else? Uh, da, da, da. Whenever the alarm goes off, a place called Save the Queen. William Kate have been given a totem pole by the Carcross Turkish First Nation. And they can't leave that can about two bowls of maple syrup. I hope they like maple syrup, otherwise they're doomed. I hope they're allergic. These were sent by an unnamed individual, so I presume they're poisoned. Yeah. Uh, Prince George and Princess Charlotte, which is disgusting the fact that these are like two and three years old and they've got already got the title Prince and Princess. I don't know, I just find that really disgusting. But I am a Republican. <laughs> not when it comes to normal elections, I'm not a Republican, but... When it comes to monarchies, I'm a public. <laughs> when it comes to political... And I would not have voted Trump. Maybe put it that way. You sure? Yes. I'm amazed no one shot him yet. I thought it was the opportunity. When they've been shot by your live stream. <laughs> um, Squad. Cool. Good going. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, oh, a member of the public gave the Princess Royal free second-hand CDs... Soul 2, Soul, Volume 4, the classic singles, 1893, and Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Again, tap. Yep. I don't think I could really give any of them anything other than get out of my fucking house. Hey, look, here's my rubbish from my McDonald's. Take it to the bin. <laughs> yeah, the bin's at the end of the garden, but the prince is just outside the front door. Like, there you go, Prince, Prince oh, Charles, Prince Charles. Look, I just want to gift you this a token of our appreciation of what we think you're like. Happy fucking Saturday, mate. Take it to the bin. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is very practical advice. We're going to end. No one's going to be said that we don't have that, that practical advice. All right, come on. Up. Okay. And given that uh, fact that, on. given the fact that it's possible that temperatures in the area can sometimes go down below freezing. Someone gets, someone gets a little bit nippy, we need to consider this advice very importantly. So, frostbitten walkers have been advised by German scientists to walk like penguins to avoid slipping on ice. Humans must lean the torso forward, right. so the centre of gravity is on the front leg to walk like a decratic bird. The German scientist orthopedics and trauma surgery said. I assume the trauma surgeons are in on this because they want to be able to fix you up and get money for when you fall over forwards. <laughs> yeah. War and all your brain distributed evenly at both legs puts people at risk of slipping on ice and hurting themselves, the experts explained, in a drawing. I don't know what I meant. What there's, was it just a picture of two experts saying, walking while you're probably just doing a space you fall over or there's a drawing of people slipping over. The bizarre device comes on a spare of half-fired traffic collisions in the spell of foggy weather. Traffic collisions would not have been helped by people walking like penguins. Uh, apparently, we've not faced the worst yet. Britain could have temperatures as low as minus eight. 
Wow. Fucking hell. I do have this sort of thing about... Minus eight's nothing. You go to... You know, you go to Iceland, Norway, Sweden. France even gets down to like minus 15, minus 20, some parts. It's like minus eight is nothing. I'd walk to work in minus eight, right on quiet. Well, in in a t-shirt and shorts. We're British. We're British. That's where supposed to be. We British, British wear t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops, no matter the weather. Yep. Whether it's minus eight. There could be eight foot of fucking snow out there. That's yep. still sunbathing weather over yeah. here. For right, well, you're pasty enough. It doesn't take a lot of sun to burn us. <laughs> That's it. And you know, it's because the snow reflects the sun up. You get a nice old tan. We get snow tan. You get snow tan underneath, yeah. <laughs> that, do you know what? I just realised that is an awesome thing you could sell celebrities. <laughs> It is, isn't it? Come to... It's been set up shops and there's lots of snow, so go to Norway or Finland or something like that. And come to Finland, have a snow tan. And you get people that they don't... And he says, they're not getting tanned by the sun directly, they're getting tanned by the reflection of the sun, which is more healthier. <laughs> it's a load of bullshit, but people like Nicole Kidman will love it. We could probably sell that. We get could. On, we could. Snow tan. That would be... You can just see it. I can see it now. I mean, these are the guys who will let fish eat their feet and have hot rock on their backs. This is... We can do this. Are these the same people that don't get their children, like, vaccinated and stuff? Yes. And I also call them Apple. Uh, yes. These people must die. I mean, what a brilliant way to market the shitty tan to Yeah. There's no way you can get skin cancer from it or anything, or, or hypothermia, or it's quite a leap skin cancer for hypothermia. But you might get hypothermia from it, to be <sighs> fair. No, you can't. This is super healthy. What we do, you now what we do is, we, we make them stand inside like a glass cylinder, like a big test tube, and we can blast them with hot air underneath. And when they hear noise, we can just turn up a little bit and roast them. <laughs> rocking let's go we done we'll just claim it's healthy and they'll be a following they won't complain it's and awesome. they'll be dead and then they'll be out complain. exactly <laughs> win win so, instant proud go on cool so we've come to an end I've been the Suffolk Ram oh stop oh, stop stop where can you find us oh you well fucked up didn't you right I did fuck up last time well, you can find us on roundnerds.com on the YouTube channel, which you're watching at the moment. If you're not watching listening to this, then you can go to youtube.com slash roundnerds and watch us in the future. Please do. Um, Fuck out of Google Plus, roundnerds. We're on Facebook at roundnerds. Uh, um, not at roundnerds on Facebook, just at roundnerds on Facebook. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> at Twitter, we're at roundnerds. But on Facebook, we're not at roundnerds, but you can find us at the roundnerds page on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Oh. That one. And if you've any, if you want to put any comments or suggestions to us, or ask us for, or give us what you want to debate or talk about on the podcast, anything at all, or just spam us. Um, comments. Please, some spam. That would be nice. I actually, I, I, it's funny you say. I have considered perhaps we should do a spam section of the podcast where we literally look at the spam for the last month and see if we can make any sense of it. And any emails we discuss get. It, yeah. <laughs> so comments at randers.com if you want to put anything like that to us. Rocking. And Chalky, I'll be in touch. <laughs> so, thank you for watching the stuff around. See you guys later. Yeah, now. It's in. It's in two weeks. It's planned. Every fortnight. Two weeks. Like clockwork.
But this fucking bitchy queen can't figure that out. And I'm not talking about Lizzie. Bless her. <laughs> the other one. Perhaps she should invite her into the podcast. She'd probably be more likely to turn the fuck up. She probably would. Kim's turned up. One would like to discuss the game Hotline Miami. <laughs> one, one has found the murdering of people very enjoyable. Rocking. Of course you would. Fucking little Nazi. One also has a keen interest in Postal 2. Bless her. Right. My kind of royalty right there. 